Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen. I'm interested to see how this goes because I, I clearly am, I'm attacking Goldeneye from a very different perspective than you guys because I'm not a gamer. I wasn't a gamer. Oh, then. that's why you have to do this. You know, that's why you're the perfect person for this. Is Goldeneye the only game that you've logged significant hours no, on ever? No, 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 But definitely, do, but like since then, yes. Right. So like my end. life up to that point. Goldeneye was the end for you. Goldeneye was well, the was, climax we'll of your gaming we'll career. Talk, we'll talk about it. We'll oh, talk about it. We're rolling, dude. We're oh, in. Oh, okay. Welcome yeah. to another episode of One Upsmanship. <laughs> the best ship since the friendship. It's better than the friendship because it's about <laughs> video games. Wow. Here's the first mate on my friendship, Adam Ganser. Say hey, Adam. Hey, I'm going to salute you, but not the thing you just said. <laughs> no, it was really, really bad by my yeah. standards. <laughs> I'm usually a quicker like thinker than that. Staying in. And with us is a fabulous guest that we've been meaning to have on for a long time. Uh, the noob himself. I am the noob. Uh, please say hey to the people. Hey, Greg Burke here. Woo! Yeah. The noob. Woo! Yeah. Thank you, Greg. Good so, to be here. I feel like people want to know, is it all an act, Greg? It really isn't. <laughs> uh, what you guys will definitely learn during this podcast is that I I am, I actually am the character I played in Noob. I have very little game knowledge. I had a lot of game stuff going back to the 90s, but since then, very little. And I don't know shit about the actual mechanics of games. And in yeah. case you're a recent Small Beans fan, I just want to at least set up context around that. Greg and I were in a long-running series on crack together called Escort Mission video series oh, right, yeah. <laughs> where we were the two leads. I mean, there were no other characters ever. No, uh, no. And we were roomies and it was like poking holes in video games. 
Greg played the noob who didn't know anything about video games. That's right. What was the one? What was the game we had you play? That, like you just lost your shit. Oh, it was Titanfall. Doom. No, it was Titanfall. Oh no, it was, well, we did. No, Doom, it was the noob first, Doom though. But for, I think first we did Titanfall. Yeah, and you were like, "Who, who are you?" You kept and saying, it "Who are you?" The shit yeah. out of me. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. But then the noob. And then we did Doom, and I thought I was ready for it. Yeah. And it scared the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what yeah. the fuck is going on. Yeah. That was actually like just delightful to watch in the way of like watching a child play a video game because. Yeah, you were truly blown away by 20 the 20 years maybe? right yeah 20 years you were really really into Titanfall you're like yeah. I assumed the technology had advanced but this looks <laughs> fucking amazing <laughs> right because people like so I mean people will probably think this is interesting or germane at least they never see the video games when they're recording these episodes like oh, so they're like yeah. faking they're faking right. playing these games so like Greg often didn't see the game that he was talking about until the episode released right. are we going in deep on escort mission no right no now? I'm is just gonna say this I'm just gonna say yeah, this because uh, one of you guys uh, if you guys might be interested in this uh, Michael has like a photographic memory so <laughs> most of the time he would have the script entirely memorized and I wouldn't so when we were recording those episodes, we were recording three or four episodes in a single day. Yeah, usually about four. six or seven pages each. Yeah. And we would need the screen on the TV to actually just have the script on. Yeah. So we wouldn't actually be looking at the video game. We'd be looking at the script as we right. were talking. Like a teleprompter. Right. Yeah. And most of these games, almost all the games, I'd never, ever seen before played. Now, do not go back and watch the episodes watching for our eyes scanning left to right, because <laughs> it will ruin it. Like, you not can yours. never unsee it. It's not so bad. You can bad. see Maybe, that we're reading. Not yours. It's not no, so bad. I would still read the screen because... You can't not. You know what I mean? If the support is there just out of eye line, right, yeah. it's hard to not look at the... This is why most of the time we would cut to those side angles and not the frontal ones. Yeah. Where it's Do you remember to tell. the very first episode was a one-er shot? Oh, so yeah. we had yeah. to truly memorize it. Yeah, yeah. We, shot, well, we shot two in the same night, right? We shot Minecraft yep, and, and Bioshock. And Bioshock, Bioshock and was Bioshock, a one-er. And I fucking love that video yeah because i was like pretending to no i was actually was eating food during that one take mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i was doing like my brad pitt acting yep. with the food what? In my mouth. and then we shot that whole thing and but i was it meant to be a one shot yes yeah that, that was, was the plan which is why I'm, that's one of the downfalls of when reality hits your series right of course we they want it to be or you know Adam and me whoever's collaborating want it to be like at every level like oh let's do something some kind of visual strategy then you make one it takes all night or two and then Cracked says ah you gotta make three a night or we're not gonna make our money back and we instantly go well that all the good shots out the window because you just don't have time right like after hours there were early episodes where uh, Justin Vire, the original director, would be like, now I want a tracking shot where the camera is on the waitress's uh, platter and she carries, you know, so you're like uh-huh. looking at the food, like that shot from Swingers or whatever. And we got one episode that night. And then they're like, we really need you to get four a night. And we're like, <laughs> well, we ain't doing shots anymore. Like right. this show is just that shot and that shot. Right. Yeah, That's what, that's what happens. <sighs> that's how money works. Well, let's get into format. We are talking about a game we probably should have covered earlier, but we were waiting for Greg to become available. Oh, He's in such you. high demand. Yeah. I just felt like this is the perfect one. Oh, I was looking at Adam for the trumpet flare. I have to say, normally when Mike breaks into spontaneous mouth song, the guests are like just stare at him with like sort of like they're frozen with terror. Oh, really? This is one of the things that makes Greg unique to this podcast <laughs> is that Greg immediately took the cue and jumped in with it. I'm just used to escrow mission. Yeah. That's what we used to do in escrow mission. Jump right so. in. I loved it. Greg has improv instincts. Yes, yes and things. 
Um, yeah, so we're talking about GoldenEye mm-hmm. for the Nintendo 64. Uh, and I believe checkpoints were just the completion of missions. So let's pretty much finish our first mission, which was saying hi to Greg and welcoming him to the show. Yeah. Uh, and invading what? that Russian bathroom in the I'm, silo. I'm also not going to explain the format of the show to you because you're just you're so much. <laughs> yeah. Greg you're, is going to learn this podcast by doing. You're it. funny when you're confused. We I like don't to know what you're talking about, right Greg. Now. <laughs> this is my favorite. So thing. We passed, there's checkpoints within the podcast. We passed yeah, our yeah. first checkpoint oh, okay. and entered like, the speed run. Uh, as usual, we invite the guest to do the speed run. What's the speed run? In the speed run, the <laughs> guest is required to give the shortest, most concise summary of what this game is for Jesus the audience. Christ. Trying to trying to cover all the major points uh, and do it in a in an amount of time that doesn't bore me. Uh, doesn't bore you. Doesn't bore me specifically. Fuck you, Adam. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, GoldenEye was a first-person shooter made in 1997 for the N64 based on the 1995 action <gasps> film starring Pierce Brosnan as James Bond. Uh, it's a first-person shooter that has you playing James Bond that goes through multiple levels to save the world uh, with graphics that are slightly above Minecraft that... But secretly, the best part of the game is the multiplayer aspect. Mm. Uh, and that's, I think, it. That was Stop a, the clock. That was, was a fantastic People speed People do not see. Yeah. Adam and I have legitimate, sh- like, a shocked expression. <laughs> you covered genre gameplay, timing, source material, graphics in, like, 90 seconds. Yeah. yeah. That is by far the most technically proficient speed run we've ever had. The that's noob iPad. has become the least. <laughs> Now, can you explain the origin of leet? The word leet. Oh, no. <laughs> leet is based on a 1995 film starring Pierce Brosnan. Oh, he's just on a loop. Carlito's oh, Way. Dude, it's written. Carlito's he, Way. He just has a spiel written on his arm. That's all he did. He's reading it again. That was genuinely impressive. I'm like legitimately was, thrilled by it that. It hit every... Yeah. I mean, you, it's one of the few games I legitimately yeah, played. Yeah. So. But also... That doesn't mean you can summarize it effectively oh, on okay. uh, unprompted. What with that a tells me is prompt. you've done a lot of commercial auditions. Yeah, yeah. Where you go in and they go like, "Can you just like talk about the burger? Like it matters to you?" Sure, and you, you're a vet, King and you go a- like, "Yeah, okay, here we go." Bacon double cheeseburger <laughs> based on a 1995 <laughs> cheeseburger starring Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, saves the world yeah. from a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> no, Trevelyan, right? Is that his name? Yeah. So the next section uh, is the rants portion. And this is more where we talk about, uh, we try not to interrupt each other. We also keep it tight. And then we're like out of format. You're going to be fine after this. Okay. And you get to say whatever you want. But we're going to go, cool. our cute little thing is player one, player two, player three. Okay. We're each going to do our run, which is just, uh, now why are you excited to talk about this? Why, you know, what are your top level thoughts on this game that you think you're going to impact? I'll go... No, I went first. So Adam will be P1, yeah. I'll be P2, and you'll be P3. Okay. Uh, Rants. Here we go. Uh, GoldenEye is my favorite first-person shooter ever, I think. Uh, I don't think it's the best one. It's not the one I play the most now, but I think all time it's my favorite. I was the right age when it came out, which is in my teens, and it's the first time that I ever had a game system where four or so people could get together and play online or not even online, but just, I think you had to do split screen with GoldenEye, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. And 
I happen to have a couple of friends with big televisions, and they would all pop down with those controllers, and we would pop on License to Kill and Slappers Only, and we'd slap, mm-hmm. we'd slap each other to death, and it was the best. Uh, I played this game more than any single game I ever played until like Destiny or something, until I became like horribly addicted to video games and tried to make a career out of that. Um, you just ride that D train, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he rides that D. You really, yeah, you have to. I don't know what that means. What's Destiny, that mean? don't worry about it. I love oh, that okay. D train. The audience knows. <laughs> uh, they sure do. Um, I think that going back and playing it now, it's, it's, less, it's less innovative than I would have thought at the time. It's a little bit more clunky what than you would think. that mean? That's a good question. Less innovative than you thought at the time. When you played Goldeneye at the time, especially if... I'm sorry, like, was I not supposed to stop you? I'm no, just realizing that. We're, that's like technically what we later? say we're going to do. Is not I interrupt each other. Things that I'm going to say later. But we've rarely gotten all the way through I'm, without, I'm a noob, man. without I don't someone know the rules. asking to like, can you clarify or... Yeah, I'm, so like, I'm like looking yeah. cute in the corner, you know? I'm innocent. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You, you, know uh, you had your quarter up on the arcade machine and you just tagged in. That's all. And then he kind of hovered. Like yeah. kind of hovered with the quarter. I also really it's go hard on like the dad joke, uh, yeah, puns and you do love those. I'm sorry, you've gone, you've really elevated your dad. Well, joke I just game. try. No, like I always try to make everything we're doing into the image of a video game, <laughs> like Rolodex. It. No uh-huh. one cares about that. I mean, you do, and so therefore, exactly, that's good enough. Uh, anyway, this game. When I when I I'm gonna explain what I said. So when I say that it's less innovative than you remember. Go back and play it now. The control, the way they decided to do the controls are like what? Uh, they're just not that intuitive, especially when you consider that Doom was before, and that every first-person shooter after GoldenEye figured out how to do controllers better. This game didn't know how to do it, and that's weird. Um, the ability to shoot a person in a body part and have them react is maybe one of the most important things in video Huge. game history. It's so like amazing to shoot a guy in the leg and then watch his blocky ass feel sad about it and like hurt and like, Oh, uh-huh. uh, also just having gone back and rewatched some clips, the fact, like it actually feels very faithful to being a James Bond story. It feels James Bondy, and not just because it is an imitation of the movie. Like it's because the scenarios that you run into, where like guards are not prepared, and there's like three of them in a room that shouldn't be doing what they're doing, and you blast them all to death with a machine gun, bloodlessly. Very, very James Bond, and it's great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really fun that way. Um, and I'll leave it at that. Player two rant. Uh, used my whole pre-prepared rant was about the localization we're of the... We're supposed to pre-prepare these rants? The, yeah, 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 yeah. We no. have sold you so You'll, far down the river, cool, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> cool. You'll be graded from 1 to 10 at the end and people will text in with their votes. Um, uh, I think my rant's just going to be, yeah, ditto, because yeah. the only thing I was prepared to discuss that I do think we should unpack further is that that what, what as Adam said, localized body part shooting... I think is why the game was a success and as silly as it sounds is one of the most important gaming innovations in the history of gaming. Yeah. Uh, which is why it became one of the best selling games of in the history of gaming. It's, sure, it's like the, it's like the second game or third game I remember that mattered from Nintendo 64. It was like super Mario 64 and the Zelda game Ocarina yeah. of time and then Goldeneye, And those are like the three big games from that. Console. But there are other innovations that I want to unpack more, but not in the rant section, passing yeah. the controller to our guests. Jesus. Uh, I hope this makes sense. There's so much to say. <laughs> I, so like, all right. So a couple, so like I'll go off of, of what you guys have said so far already. Like the, the hitting body parts thing, 
Uh, I mean, yeah, that, that blew my mind. And again, so I'll preface all this shit by saying that I know very little about the history of games compared to, to uh, Adam and Michael, uh, the... The, or the, any other object in this room, <laughs> you <laughs> could <man. laughs> uh, Just like gameplay, all that specific stuff I know very little about. Uh, so this is coming at it from, from someone who's a very casual gamer. That stuff blew my mind as far as like hitting body parts. And the one like the, my, my, my greatest memories is playing Goldeneye with my friends late at night for the first time and then realizing you could shoot the hat off of a guard, and then he doesn't even realize that the hat has been shot off of him. If you got a so silence, you're, you're playing in stealth, <laughs> yeah. and you shoot at him, or you throw a knife, and the hat just fucking pops off, yep. and he just continues to stand there. Yep. I remember laughing my fucking ass off <laughs> yep. at like 16 when that happened for like, for like four solid minutes. Or something. Absolutely, yeah. like everybody just like falling to the floor at yep. the same exact time. Um, so yeah, yeah, that was huge, uh, to me. And again, maybe I, I just don't know if this was around before. I don't think it was, didn't feel like it was to me. The multiplayer aspect to me, like was fucking huge because up to that point, like you played like Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter and stuff like that, or like sports games and you could play that in a group of friends, but it never felt like an arcade. Like, right. like playing Goldeneye felt like it was an arcade it in did. your friend's basement. Totally. <laughs> right. It did. You know what I mean? That's a great summary. And it, and it made it, and it was the first time that me or any of my friends made a physical object to affect the game. Like we made a cardboard Wait, okay, that yeah. you put against the TV so that you couldn't see the other player's screen. Oh, I when see. When you right. played yeah, multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. We made a. a Wait, so either the cardboard piece has to be That's really amazing. long. Or did you sit with your eyeballs like pretty close to the screen? No, like we made a long card piece of cardboard, That's and so if you were good. on top, you stood up, and if you were on the bottom, you sat in your you ass. Sat That's in the so lower left good. quadrant. And we fucking made it. We made it so that it attached to the TV screen. And like that's the first time I ever remember doing that. Last so as well, probably. And la definitely yeah. for me. Definitely for me. I yeah. don't know what happened afterwards, but yeah. And we made we made one that was a, for two person. And we made one that was for four player because you could play four four people. So and we just two of these fucking cards. Just got things. laid constantly all the time, man. <laughs> we take breaks. That base, we're yeah. like, well, you guys are making shit out of cardboard. <laughs> like, oh yeah, shit. you want to see the four way divider, or the two way. <laughs> <laughs> We got it all, girl. <laughs> when are you guys taking a break? <laughs> so that, I mean, to me, that's a huge thing. Like, so that, I remember that vividly, like actually making a, a thing to affect the game um, and putting it up. Also for me, uh, and again, maybe this was around beforehand or not, but like saying, uh, like when you got a group of friends together and saying like uh, facility, Pistols, yeah, yeah. license to kill, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that was a, a code yep. for exactly what you were about to play. Yeah, I don't know if that like does that relate to? Oh, I'm just waiting for the next section. I think that'll be a big talking okay. point. But yeah. like that was huge for me. Like, I, like, and I, I, as not a gamer, that felt like a very gamer thing to me back then. And it felt like it made me feel cool or whatever. It made me feel <laughs> this like is a gamer. Very gamer. For <laughs> I feel very gamer today. <laughs> Temple slappers only. You know, yeah. no, Temple, no radar. You know, like that was a huge fucking. Yeah, stats. like you would just I say like those things. Had to get rid of the radar. Had to get rid of the radar. Yeah, yeah. But like, but like, you would say those things immediately. Like, 
like uh, I rem- I could still hear echoes in my mind of people being like no odd job like people screaming no odd job because no odd job was a fucking cheat if yep. you chose odd job yep. I was gonna kick your fucking ass yeah yeah because it was bullshit or if we played if we played four multiplayer and like some some noob who showed up for the first time chose odd job then every the other three guys were just gonna fucking kill odd job over and over again for choosing odd job and then if, when he asked why the fuck you guys at right. the end you'll explain and then we, we explain it to hey. him. We don't play our job right. around these parts. And then you know what? <laughs> then he knew from then on. He fucking knew what to do. Can you shoot our jobs hat off? Is it a detachable? I don't, well, I don't remember. I don't that. remember. I don't know. I can't believe they included our job. That was when one you think of the first it. cheats that I remember well, <laughs> becoming virally famous. Yes. Everyone knew yeah. countrywide. All high school kids knew you don't play odd job. Odd job is bullshit. Yep. Right. <laughs> That's how it became yep. universally yeah. known. Same as Jaws. I remember something yeah. like that. Nobody and plays Jaws, Jaws either. Yeah. Well, for the opposite I mean, reason. Yeah, for, yeah. for the opposite reason. Right. Right. All right. Well, let's uh, rubber stamp our mission dossier. I believe is accurate. <laughs> that does happen. Yes. That does In this happen. Game. Yeah. Not to be technical. Also, Money Penny usually uh, will end each of these with some sexual That's right. Comment for no reason. Let's uh, let's flirt with Money Penny and enter. Uh, the bulk, the, the main section of the podcast, which we simply call <laughs> Now, see, last time we turned it into a bit, and now the pressure's now like, you're really wait, now this is a fucking thing. Let, wait, him, do wait, let him do it. No, let him do it. Game on. Hey, guys. I'm home. Everyone knows that it's Dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. Good one, Dad. (sighs) Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. 
Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> chicken. You chicken. He, he, he tends to sing the word game no, on I started as long by as he can. Identifying. Now we're doing game on, which is the portion where anyone can talk and interrupt anyone at any time, and we're just oh. chatting. And I evolved it into a song, and now I'm backsliding. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I made him too self conscious. It's my fault. Hey, I don't hey, get a song. Hey, hey ma, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> How was that? Game on. Don't hit pause because the game it is on. Gotta keep playing. You know what? I don't know much, but I gotta keep this game on. All right. Wait, so, no, I'm sorry. I want to comment on this. I feel oh. like this is a really important moment for you, Mike. Why? You finally found the one who like will jump right in on these kinds of bits. I mean... I love it. I love this right now. I I mean, I'll just put full bro cards on the table. <laughs> put your balls on the table. We're only 19 minutes and 50 seconds in, and I don't think we've been across each other on a Small Beans podcast yet, have we? Because you did rough stuff, but I engineer that. Right, yeah. Have you done yeah. frame rate? No. Our movie one? No, I've been waiting to be asked so, to do it. So we're only 20 minutes in, and I was I already had the thought legit, like, I should find something to co-host with Greg. I was thinking the same. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I was thinking the same like, thing. I was like, man, you guys are fun tight. together. We're kind yeah. of in the pocket right yeah. now. How many hours did we spend shooting Escort Mission? That's I mean, true, yeah. It's true. Um, yeah. So Adam's out. Yeah, <laughs> in. yeah. We're just going to go full. Nobody you're, knows video games, but Mike. No, your audience would be so sick of me uh, not knowing shit about any of this stuff. You're ready to cover the return of Obra Dinn tonight at 7, right? Yeah, no, I definitely know what that is. <laughs> okay, good. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So just talking about Goldeneye yeah. generally, I do think... Oh, by the way, yeah, yeah, So let's go around the horn. I don't know where we are right now, to be honest. Game on, which is whatever. Game on. He's saying normal it chat. a while. For normal, a while. Normal chat. <laughs> okay. But I just want to know, so we get it out of the way and can move on to other elements, because I think there's other important elements, what everyone's multiplayer predilections were, because I'm curious yeah, yeah. whether there were any differences <laughs> or if every friend group eventually reached this like homeostasis were across the country. Because for us, it was facility is the best. Uh-huh. Temple is the worst. Yeah, I hated Temple. Uh, the Stacks is good. Yeah. And archives is really good, too. I didn't oh, that's hate That's what Temple. I meant. I'm sorry. I, I mean archives. archives. When I say is Stacks, great. I mean Archives. But st- I, I mean, I played Stacks a lot, too. But go ahead. And it, the, by far, after you just play regularly and you are, start getting better at the game, when you winnow it down, the only things you want to end up doing are one kill slappers only, um, proximity mines <laughs> only. Proximity mines. So you're, oh, con- yeah. yep. you're constantly just tossing Dude, mines at each other. Love- yep. and, and you forget away. where they are too. <laughs> yeah. So you end up killing yourself. Yep. How simultaneously triumphant and hated was the first friend in your group who figured out you could put a mine where an ammo box was going to respawn, and uh-huh. it would obscure the mine, and you wouldn't know it was there or armor. We had a rule. Uh, we had a rule totally. for it. And, we had a rule for oh, that. We, oh, really? yeah, we had a rule for it. But I mean, that moment 
is like a moment like nowadays when they have competitive Smash Brothers and someone figures out, oh no, Ice Climbers is the best because they can do this cheat or whatever. The kid who figured that out, it's like Ben Franklin discovering electricity. <laughs> I was like, I was like, guys, the game is glitching. I don't know. I just keep getting ammo. It just keeps blowing up. Alex, why are you laughing? I think it's glitching. We got to sell. <laughs> Alex, what the fuck? And he's like, you can mine the ammo. We're like, you are a god. And then you build a cardboard <laughs> statue of him. And then there was a big conversation about like, okay, do we make a rule that you don't do that? Or uh-huh. do we just allow that? You live next to a box factory. There's just constant <laughs> cardboard, cardboard coming through that house. And then we'd also do. Uh, golden not golden gun only and rcp 90 only was fun too sometimes. right yeah um, uh, on the train but, rcp 90 only but you know what you fun. do right, you, yeah. you do end up moving away from machine guns after a while like after you've played the game enough you well, move we, away from like yeah. that like you move to either explosions or like one shot kills like it's not as oh. fun to like knock each other well, down this is slowly thing for me so for me like i, I loved fucking chaos in yeah. games yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. like coming from doom that's what i loved about doom doom was just fuck to me doom scared the shit out of me because when like, i was a there's kid there's 80 things happening it once. scared the yeah. shit out of me just like the the tone of it the vibe of it the mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. it all scared me the the noises of stuff like just on the other side of the it's wall yeah. were you raised religious no, no. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Well, because the special impact of demonic, you know, like I've talked to people who are like, and it was especially scary to me because I'm religious. So it's like. Oh, really? Yeah. You're, thi- no, you're, you're, you're in hell. You're thinking Isn't about it? hell and you're demons killing demons the devil. in hell. Yeah. Some people might be disturbed by that. I don't know. I mean, right. I was like 11 or 12 playing it. It scared the <laughs> shit out of me. I killed seven <laughs> demons on my own time. Yeah. Well, because like, like my girlfriend was extra, extra scared of exorcism because she believes in no longer but she did believe fully that you really could be possessed and oh. so that it was almost like a documentary so you know like you're okay. messing with it's you're messing with something serious if you sure, believe yeah. this could happen this right. shit could happen yeah, yeah. <laughs> i get that i get that but it's scared i mean just as someone playing it like I, as someone who just went to church on sunday didn't really and we're like it's just was, a game you were still like church is just a game <laughs> no no i mean church is just a game you know i mean it scared the shit out of me but it's just a game hey hey the game is the game <laughs> then i played slappers only and slappers only you know you go for that eucharist you just slapping the priest monsignor you know he's into it maybe too into it right what are we talking about guys this, this is, is podcast what called what are we talking this about? is our podcast did you see spotlight and all the buzz around spotlight? it spotlight we're yeah, gonna pull spotlight. the lid back on priest <laughs> sexual abuses by that's priests. Our that's our podcast yeah. it's like my favorite murder but every episode we yeah. reveal yeah. a new I'm in. a that's new sexual abuse <laughs> by the catholic covered up by the catholic your church. patreon's gonna fucking explode yeah Okay, well, what the hell was I saying? <laughs> you were saying a lot of things. Um, well, uh, I was, okay, so uh, mm-hmm. shit, Doom. Why did I bring up Doom? Doom scared the shit out of you. Doom scared the so shit out of me. So many things happen at once. If we're oh, looking right. backwards. So for me, so like for me, so like again, as someone who wasn't a gamer, I. Uh, with the, one of the things I loved about like, GoldenEye was just the chaos of it all. So I loved playing fucking power weapons on that. Oh, yeah. I loved the proximity mines. I loved doing all that shit. I loved playing like like the fucking shooting the the, the rocket launchers in like the archives where like and they had a grenade launcher too, right? Didn't they have a grenade launcher? Did they have a grenade launcher? No, Doom did. I don't know. If this is definitely I another to, inflection point. I think, point. It, was yeah, a, it, I think it was just rockets. Um, I think it was just missiles. Th- there's de- this is definitely another inflection point because yeah. I also saw in my friend group when everyone I knew, I don't think I saw this again till like Guitar Hero and Rock Band is the only other time. Oh, Halo also. 
everyone I knew who played video games was playing this game Definitely. at someone's house every right, yeah. afternoon. And the other cultural thing is there were two kinds of players and they would const- we would whine and bitch at each other constantly. People who are like, no, no, nothing explosive. It ruins like the <laughs> elegance and the art. It's not professional. I've spent it's hours not professional. Coding. <laughs> and then other people who are like, but then all we end up doing is what we would call the dance of death where like in real gunfights, <laughs> Not true. You just circle around each other clockwise in a room, right. seeing who is more accurate at no, trying you know to get the, a headshot. You know what the best of that was? Yeah. The best of that was knives only. Because it was <laughs> just so hard to kill someone with a knife. Each other. Yeah. So like you and you see the other person trying to aim <laughs> up like, perfectly. I know I'm trying to kill you too, oh, motherfucker. Again, yeah. again, it had all of us on the fucking floor laughing our asses. And then off. the people who are like, I'm just here to have fun, load up that rocket launcher. Right, right. Yeah. 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 No, I mean it was so many but and that's part of the part of the great thing about it was that there were so many different levels there was so many so much different enjoyment that you could get out of playing the multiplayer that it wasn't like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat where you're doing the same where it's competitive but you're doing the same moves over and over again like there were so many different levels you could just jump to if something got boring you know and I don't know did you care about the fact that it was James Bond I was just about to ask the exact same thing that it was James Bond well it was, first of all GoldenEye sucked uh, the movie I feel like I remember liking it, but I tried to watch it again a couple years ago. It's and it not was good. Bad. It's not good, but for Pierce Brosnan's think catalog, Brosnan I think he's great. is a good Bond. He's a fantastic yes. Bond. But the but movies were bad. Script is silly. Yeah. Like very cheesy, very yeah. like I agree. You know, I, cute. I think Goldeneye's the best of his movies, but none of them are good movies. I, don't, I thought the last one was pretty good, wasn't it? I, is that the one where he? Died almost or die another day. Another day. Is that the last one? The bad guy has like diamonds exploded into his face. Oh my god, diamond cheeks. And there's an invisible car and it's like driving on the ice. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's called a vanquish, but they call it a van. I think he makes a fantastic bond. I do. He's very good. Four bond movies. I love the Daniel Craig grounded, gritty style. Sure. So we've all moved there emotionally. When I think of James Bond, I think of Pierce Brosnan, yes. even though I don't. That's not the best set yes. of movies, but he is James Bond in my mind. I totally, still yeah. think of Sean Connery, and not because I'm a I purist. didn't watch him as much, so. It's because you I, love to hit women. That's why you think <laughs> yeah. of Sean Connery, God. Adam. You just love uh, the gravity of that guy who inflates like a balloon and pops on the ceiling. <laughs> I don't think that was Connery, but a Connery I don't think one. so either. But uh, I think it's because the silliness of James Bond fits better with the 60s like all that sure. like weird but see that's I don't like the silliness of James Bond I, yeah but you never get away from it you never really I, get away from it and even the Daniel Craig no, stuff it's what, like, like because what? James Bond is silly like it's a silly idea I don't like, know I, mean, I wouldn't agree with there's that there's no real spy shit like that you murder a million well, no, people but, but it doesn't seem to have so any consequences like, yes, you're having exactly. sex the whole time right, right. So you're, you're comparing it to to saying like in real life is is this here He's so what I would say like is my mindset when I'm like watching that. those movies is, if this was real, what would it look like? And to me, that's uh, the Daniel Craig stuff yes. rather than the Pierce Brosnan stuff. That's definitely stuff. what they were trying to do. That's an interesting way and to do it. And that's how I, so like, that's why like Casino Royale and Skyfall make sense to me. And I don't like the other two movies, Spectra and No, uh, Spectra Quantum and Quantum of Solace. Back to the game. Um, oh, no, but, no, but this does matter. This does matter because no. like, uh, it matters because... How much do we care about the James Bond movie that informs this game? Not that much. That's what I want to say is it transcended the franchise that it existed within. Well, also, there's tough stuff in the game that's not in the movie. Right. Like the whole jungle level. There's no jungle yeah. in there GoldenEye. Is a, there, 
there is a jungle. Like he walks through the jungle to get to this place. It's, right, like, it's, it's, it's not a level. level. Yeah. Yeah, it's, right, it's, it's not, not a, a level. Sequence. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, but I think the gameplay mechanics of this game became what you associate with Goldeneye. Definitely. You can right. play... I would sometimes forget that we're James Bond characters. Like, it doesn't... It really doesn't matter. Right. But I yeah. also wanted to talk about... It's interesting that I think if I didn't say what I'm about to say, we could go the whole episode only talking about the multiplayer experience. Right. I was the friend who... I mean, I'm a sensitive guy now. It only go, gets worse as you go back in time. I was not good enough at Goldeneye to ever win... And my one friend, Griffin, would just demolish me every time. So we would Your play. Your one friend? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Hundreds of times. And I was like, the board was like zero to 98 <laughs> wins. And he'd go home and I would go cry my eyes out. At like, because it just felt so bad. Right. I don't like competition. So like, I hated oh. the multiplayer as I hate almost all oh, multiplayer wow. games. Also, I had a small TV, literally like. Yeah, that's a challenge. We had this. a 12-inch across TV, which used to exist, children, and right. we would play four-player split screen on a 12-inch TV, no, all like cramming together. I mean, for me, the four-player, even on a big TV, was just sort of chaos. I never liked the four-player that much. It didn't the, run that well either. It was very, it was right. very split, like, scattered. So what I wanted to bring up about the single-player that I do think is a huge innovation that brings me back to the game again and again, I still play GoldenEye sometimes, is... Um, do you? Yeah, definitely. The tiered mission objectives... I, mm-hmm. Maybe that's been done before, but this was the first game where I was like, oh, I just have to get to the plane. Or actually, it was the reverse. I was like, man, I cannot do this. And then I realized, oh, I only have to do top two of the six things. Right, right. And the mission is still complete. And then as I get better, I can go back and do all the... And the extra stuff really was like extra. It involved doing things you didn't do in the other playthroughs. So like the levels sort of opened up and opened up. And I just think the level design is also phenomenal in terms of storytelling. Like everyone fucking remembers that the facility starts in the vents and there's a guy taking a shit right when you peek down. Six of them in the movie. (laughs) That's right in the movie too. I mean, I fucking love that. But the thing about the, the, the levels, uh, having different objectives. Yeah. And I don't know, again, you guys would know this better than I would. Were there other games at that time where, like, the difficulty level had different objectives, too? That's what I'm saying. I, I can't think so. of one, I think Doom might have had that. I, I think Doom might have had that. I don't but think was, so. What I liked was... I think with the, like, did, you play the, it on, the, did you play it on the harder ones? Yeah, the enemies came at you harder, but I don't think there were different have objectives. Separate, separate things? Yeah. Or the objective would be, like, or Wolfenstein. kill a higher... In Wolfenstein, it was just, like, don't get hit and beat the level. Right, it was, yeah, it was more it's about that It's not the same stuff. as, like, now go to the... like. You don't. You never interact with the biplane, right? And you've already played this level. Now there's a section where you have to go to the biplane well, and do something. Also, right. Doom, I mean, that's cool. I mean, Mario World did it. It's it was unique well, to first-person shooters. That. Yes. Yeah. Doom was Let also more about, about <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, this is. I also I don't know this stuff. So like, but Doom you was also get to be excited. Doom say, was more about just getting like a key card somewhere. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was just the color but key like, cards. It, uh, 007, you know, like the more difficulty you had to like talk to someone and not let them get killed and like get to this thing and like get to that thing on different parts of the map. Yeah, and, and the events that were embedded, I thought were so cool. Like the two that come to top of mind that were huge moments for me in the game were like uh, taking out your laser watch and meticulously cutting out the train panel before the bomb goes. Oh out. yeah, uh-huh. and yep. jumping off. I mean, the end of level one, jumping off right. the dam. Oh, feels so triumphant. Is there yeah, is there a better ending? 
to a level one in any game than that? Since, since, but maybe not like at that point. I think to Adam's point know. where he said it did feel like a movie. That's what I mean. Is it they felt more like a movie back in that back in those days. The vast majority of games based on a movie would have been like it's a box and you walk around and shoot people. Right. And the wallpaper on the box is colored like that one scene. And then the next level, right. the wallpaper is colored like the next scene. This was like, we're going to recreate moments from the movie. He did right. the laser watch thing on the train. So we're going to figure out how to do that. That's not fully unique to them, but they fucking knocked it out of the park. I think I like, I'm, I've been thinking about your point. I think the way I would say it is that golden. made you feel like you were shooting people. <laughs> in a way that you didn't feel in first-person shooters before, like like certainly Wolfenstein. Yeah, you were shooting people, but they felt more like minions, like not that different than mm-hmm. than right. Wolfenstein, like, you weren't able to feed that doom, desire, right? Of that just hunger, taking right. out humans. But no, but Living, for real though, humans. but for real though, like when you shoot a person and they react as though they've been shot in an area of their body, mm-hmm. a thing oh, that you yeah. don't need. To play a game. You don't need <laughs> right. that. And bullet holes that appear exactly where you hit them. Oh, yes. Yeah. Or even on the wall exactly where right. you shot. Yeah. There's and a bullet hole that's there. Why it's so in, like, that's why it's so important that this is a James Bond game. Because it allows the license for that to exist without it being like, what the hell are we doing? We're making you oh, kill I people. And right, also... Yeah. And like... Yeah. It, so... But it does feel a desire. That's the truth. People do want this in games, right? I think it's interesting... And I actually think it's one of the most important points to unpack about the history of gaming that like comic books, which have come into their own, I think, in a more adult way in the last like 25 years, uh, I think video game and rap, I think uh, video gaming is a medium that has been pigeonholed in a way that is starting to break away. And I think that's positive because I do think it's weird how uh, if you look back at the history of video games and you don't like not deeply and you're just like a top level analysis you would be like what are video games oh uh murder simulators people they're an increasingly sophisticated series of simulating what it would be like to kill someone in battle why is that why are humans like that and that's interesting to me and i think part of the answer is game mechanics part of the answer is cultural but my point is that there's no reason it needs to be that way. A video game is just an interactive experience. And I'm happy that more and more games don't do that. Um, do you think it speaks to, like, Adam, some innate desire to kill, kill, kill? Or what? I, we clearly have What's it. your theory? We, we clearly have that. But it is that is. why video games are that? Uh, I mean, I think we want it. I don't, I don't know why. I, I think if they had offered me different choices that weren't about killing people... I might have played those games too, or uh-huh. or instead, but that's not what they made. Like like, ask yourself why would we make this? That is because what somebody I'm I know yeah, that's what that's I mean. Like, but it also answers the question. Like we make because we want it, right? You know, like and and I do think that GoldenEye offered a gentle way for regular people, like people who are not gamers, who are not going to play Doom or not going to play Quake. They're not going to play this like gore fest stuff to like explore that in a harmless in quotes way. Yeah. And that is maybe the most important thing about the game. I just think it would be weird if someone was like, what are novels? And you said, uh, it's like a thing you scan your eyes over and you engage your imagination 
to feel what it would feel like to take a human life. Like right. if, if all <laughs> right. novels were, abtra- right. were about killing, we would be like, novels are weird. Yeah. So it is weird to me when you step back and you're like, why is 80% of gaming about, about like, killing? I right. wonder what it would be like to kill a robot. I wonder what it would be like to kill a zombie. I wonder what it would be like to force the player to kill a bunch of real people. <laughs> I'm now referencing the no Russians level of Call of Duty, a really famous level where before the level starts, it says, do you want to skip? It's a pretty it's a pretty rough level. And of course, as a kid, you're like, fuck, no, I want to see it even more now. And all it is, is you're undercover as a terrorist. I'm explaining this to Greg listeners. Uh, and, and he's he like, wrapped with and he fascination. Goes like, he goes, murder all these civilians. And you do it. You, like you murder a bunch of people as they scream and beg for mercy and flee the airport. And the level fades to black and they're like, good job, you completed the mission. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, terrible. It makes you walk through a terrorist attack. And it's not trying. Yeah, it makes you participate. You don't have to shoot a person, I guess. But it you makes fail the you, mission and it resets you if you don't. If you shoot an innocent person? If you don't shoot any civilians, oh. it asks you again, do you want to skip the level? You can oh, right, skip you can it. skip it. That's yeah. right, yeah. It may, I, I guess... For just narrative reasons, it makes you do it. I found when I played the level that I didn't, en- I never enjoyed it. Like there was never a point where I was like, "Oh, this was cool," or I liked the experience of it, or thought mm-hmm. it was cool narratively. But I but guess some yeah. people might, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I but I wonder if it's truly an urge to kill or just an urge to prove dominance in a structured way. Because when you like got someone in Goldeneye, I would get the rush of. I beat my friend. Exactly. I'm, I beat I'm superior my friend. for a moment. Yeah, yeah. No, but I didn't get the rush of, that's probably what it feels like to kill someone. I want to know what that feels right. like. I bet it feels no, good. No, I don't think Goldeneye like, is... I didn't equate it with bloodlust. No, like, I don't think Goldeneye is offering that. I, no. I, I, think that. I think it's giving you the piece of that that everybody wants without any of the shame attached to it or any right. of the, the darkness attached to that. And I guess I always wonder about, because like, you, you probably don't know the game Manhunt, or no. any game that's trying to be as realistic because you know that's also a subgenre where they're like we're leaning into it yeah you play a serial killer and our main point is you just do the worst shit to the people and you get to do it yourself you know there are games that market to that desire what happens when we have fully immersive virtual reality games that look as good as avengers and shit and you plug it in and it's just you like stabbing your family members in the <laughs> right, throat right like this is I was never the person to say video games are warping the youth, but if I saw like my child playing like Flamethrower Thanksgiving and you download avatars that look like your family and it's supposed to be like fun, I'd be like, this isn't fun. This is horrific. This is warping your mind. Yeah. I mean, it's like we've all seen Minority Report, right? You know how he goes to that place that programmed... Listeners, uh, I'm still trying to play catch up here if you're wondering why I haven't spoken in about five minutes. I don't know what the fuck these guys are talking wait, about. Wait, wait, so, so do you the not... The innate desire to you, kill, you brought it up first. Yeah, when you, when you play, when you have played video games that were about shooting, do you, did, did it ever occur to you why you want to shoot things? Or in general, me, why do people love shooting, pretending sh- to shoot each other? Sh- <laughs> well, I think to me it's like... Um, uh, it's all a uh, it's all a reflection of society, right? And society is about hmm. being being the hero. You want to be the hero, so it's a visual in a visual aspect. 
that's what movies are about. In a video game aspect, that's what, what it's about, too. What does a hero too. do? Shoot lots of people. Visually, yeah. No, I mean, like, you kill. You kill to save the day. That's what, visually, what it, it's like in America. If you're looking at a visual narrative to be a hero, that's what it is, right? I, and in books, mm-hmm. you mentioned before, I think that's more, it's not visual, right? So that's more about thought. That's more about figuring out my life. So I feel like that's not the same as, like you were saying about how, like, why books aren't about killing people. Or that it would be weird if you, yeah, if they were. Because it, it's more about thought. It's more about thinking through your life rather than visually seeing seeing what a hero is. Yeah. You're thinking about what a hero is. Somewhat, so but like it's those so... Or maybe two different things. I think an important point I always want to underline is I'm a lover of dissociating media from content, which is a weird thing to say, but what I mean by that is I just simply think it's a fact... Because I would argue that there are plenty of novels that, like Harry Potter is not thinking about your life. It's trying to conjure film-like images and right. keep you engaged in that way. And I think you can point out many, many, many books that do everything because books are, as a media, have actually been around long enough to become post-genre and like a book can be about anything. And I just think it's interesting in human history how you see it in the art history. I do think you see all media get introduced, get associated with a very rigid set of rules. Like even painting was originally heroic portraits of noblemen. That's what you do, you know? And then someone's like, abstract and everyone's like that's insane we shall riot for three days in the streets of frankfurt um and you see music and now comics are doing it i also think like music was 90 percent love songs like hold my hand baby we're gonna marry at church you know it was and never then it diversified song. um and i think video games will get there i think they're a very in their infancy I am not denying the innate desire to kill that humans have, (laughs) but I also want to bring up that I don't think it's the only factor in the sense that I don't think you can always analyze something as, well, that must speak deeply. That must be the only factor is that that reflects our consciousness. Because I also think it's simply because they programmed in a point and click interface. And if you're like, if you're going to be turning a camera and the goal of the game is to center the camera on the correct thing and interact as like a point, uh-huh. What does that remind you of? Pointing a gun at something and shooting it. It's like na- like the tools are also conducive to that. Right. But also, isn't that, didn't that become popular because of like the market reaction to it? It's like, yes, this is what we want. You know what I mean? Like I, say, I think it's a chicken and egg, like a mix of both. Because, I mean, people designed the first games on computer because computers existed. You know what I mean? Like right. the, comp- the way a computer works predated gaming. So like the first games are all text based because that's what a, that's what the tool could do. So I'm just arguing that I think the tool also affects like the shape of what comes out the end of an art process. I don't know where we are right now to be honest. Mm. I'm a little lost. I'm trying to <laughs> argue that mankind is not driven solely by a desire to kill. No, but, but nobody because said when, solely but, though. No, nobody. I know. But I think it's interesting to bring in the other factors yeah. because. Uh, I think a lot of people do analyze video games and come away with the vague impression that they're murder machines to sublimate man's natural desire to kill. And I do think they're, I think they're evolving beyond that. And I'm happy to see that. That's all. They are. Yeah, they are. Goldeneye still kind of represents a fun gateway into, uh, before Goldeneye, regular gamers, and by that I mean people who didn't own PCs and didn't play, like, played games on consoles. So maybe I just mean console gamers. Sorry. That was me. Yeah, right. Those people didn't play first-person shooters. That was not the dominant genre. 
You know what I mean? Like they yeah. that like Call of Duty didn't exist then. Right. Like like just the thing that is the only thing we make now, just like superhero movies. You know, first person shooters. Just, we keep overstating. It's seventy percent of what we make. There are still games that totally train we covered Edith Finch on this show. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's all true. But the thing that drives the video game industry largely is first person shooters. And Goldeneye is the moment where that started. It started there. Mm. That's you know? a very good point. That's true. And yeah. I think it started there because it was an introduction to people who would not buy or play Doom and games like that, but still wanted or didn't realize they wanted the experience of shooting stuff. I think right. people do it, want it. It was also you know? kind of the first shooter where you felt like what I like a lot of FPS player now players now call drawing lines. Like you could accurately draw a line from very far away, meaning in Doom and Wolfenstein, the rooms are small enough that it's more like a juke left, juke right, conserve your ammo and use it appropriately given the situation thing. Whereas in GoldenEye multiplayer was the first game where you'd get someone like sniping you from 200 yards away and they feel really good because they can't believe they made the shot. Sure. And the machine was accurate enough to determine whether you made that shot that far away. Uh, and I do think that's become basically like if you take the violence out, that's what an FPS is. It's everyone just trying to draw lines to a distant point before the other person does. Yeah, it's laser tag. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. laser. I mean, like, it's like now, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or in general, I mean, in general, right. that's what it is. But I think you're right that Goldeneye. It's also just the sheer money. We cannot overstate how much money it made. It was like Jaws. Like Jaws happened, and the sheer amount of money it made, people were like. Summer blockbuster is now a thing. We are gonna do it every summer. Right. Goldeneye right. is right. like it just drove the industry. We're gonna That's make true. a major FPS release, first person shooter, Greg. Right. But every year now. Yeah. But Adam, so what you were saying was more like, it, whereas Doom was like fighting, you know, demons and stuff. Wolfenstein was really Nazis gory and violent. Right. You know, Goldeneye was like a. Almost like a Super Mario Brothers way yes. into first-person yes. shooters. Don't you think? I mean, mean like, I mean, as someone who doesn't know much about... I mean, because yeah. the people look like Lego people, sort of? Well, because they were... Again, no, just because you had an avatar. You had, like, this yes. heroic avatar, right? Yes, an avatar who we have decided culturally is not responsible for human death. Right. They, they just aren't. Right, the movies, and that's fine. The like, movie's I'm not already established I'm, he can kill right, whoever. Right, and they took the, <laughs> but they did take the sex out. They didn't yeah. put all the sex scenes in there. Money Penny <laughs> was trying to force every right. Money Penny. I cannot but stress not, this enough. But you never <laughs> get time, you never get legs strangled by uh, right. by Xenia on Yeah, that never happens. <laughs> oh, and know, I had like, seen the movie as a kid, so I was waiting for. I'm yeah. like, when are they going to see? When is that sauna uh, happening? Money Penny <laughs> references <laughs> a threesome. She references a threesome right. in, the, in the video game, right. she, and that was slap as only. <laughs> James, how dare you, James? <laughs> I'm the proximity mind now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, so like I, I, I just Talk about that... shortest inning <laughs> <laughs> Another thing is The superlatives you would earn Are pointless But my friends yeah. were obsessed with Like they loved finding out What's a per- sure. As did I Of course uh-huh. But I do think that like There's a reason we took the sex out Because it wouldn't be a teen The game is rated teen Not right. mature Exactly So it would sell to younger people And this was the first game That I can remember Where the, the thing you shoot Reacts like a person Right. Yeah. You know, and we all listed it. That's like why we love it. Like, ah, you shoot him in the leg and it's hilarious. We're like, oh, you know, it's not like, just why we love it, but we've all, I think, observed accurately. That's part of, that's a major reason that game sold so much and launched a great. genre and all yeah. that shit. That's yeah. what made it great. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was, you know, and like, and I, we mentioned this before is that I think there's a very interesting 
aspect to gaming because it's the only medium that is interactive instead of like, I don't know, performance art installation or whatever. Uh, that's a, that's a factor. It's crazy to me that there's an art form where a factor is like, there's so many games that overlook this and it ruined and they did everything else. Like the design is cool. The story's cool. They have enough enemies. They did everything right. But when you click attack and it hits the guy, he just stands there and his life bar just drains <laughs> like the, the viscerality yeah, yeah, of the yeah. moment to moment thing you're doing. That's what sells a game. Yeah. Like in right. Minecraft, the fact that when you hit the block, it feels good. And when the mineral pops out, it feels like you scratched a lotto ticket and you won one. That's your game. Like that sells the game. It's right. This I, low it, level, like what does it feel like? It's probably why we don't, why like the RPG games like Final Fantasy where like you're just watching data like you're in a, you're <laughs> yeah, in a exactly. fight where data is being exchanged basically right, have you played a Final right. Fantasy do you know no, what they look like never played I can't explain well, it in a way, like, I totally agree with you there was so much disappointment in Adam's face when I said that <laughs> no you're right when it got to the point where it was no longer turn based rage and it was just <laughs> uh, I can't oh, get, like, get out of here <laughs> I think EverQuest started it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your moves were basically just, you couldn't unsee it. A series of timers that measured how long until the enemy dies. You right, know what right. I mean? And like, that's not that fun. Because no. what's more fun is, I mean, and I, I shot him in the gently, foot and yeah. he acted like I shot him in exactly. the foot. Exactly. <laughs> it is more fun. Like, that's it. I shot his hat off and he acted exactly like someone acts when you shoot their hat no, off. No, they didn't, no, though. They didn't react to it. It was a joke. <laughs> It was just a joke. It's amazing that Nintendo was the company that got a hold of this property. That's a really startling thing. Well, and okay, rare, go for it. I want to hear what you go for. No, sure. I mean, the one thing we haven't talked about that I found out a few years ago is yeah. that the multiplayer thing was added on last minute. Last minute. Interesting. Did you guys know about that? Yeah, program was like, I think I could do a blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, sure, add it on. The reason, I mean, the, really the reason like it, it blew up is yeah. because of that. Absolutely. And that was last That's fucking like minute. an all-time hero of gaming is whoever was like, uh, let's just throw them all in the same room right. and they shoot at each other. It's like, oh. But I don't know. It, I don't know about like the background of like how it ended up in Nintendo. Or well, whatever. it's not it, the story of it. I'm I'm sure is not that interesting. I just think, the license rights. Yeah, <laughs> I just to, think to Nintendo, which already at that point was definitely making games for kids. They were like that was their right. market, and like that they had the forward thinking to buy a James Bond game. You know, like how many good movie ports to games are there? Oh, there's very, not, very, there's well, not that many. Question. Is this the greatest video game based on a movie? Uh, I think so. I, I can't. But I can one. think of without pausing so long that it'll be boring. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. With, <laughs> I mean, with my very limited knowledge, I would say yeah. so. I really like Tie Fighter. You know, that that flight simulator Tie Fighter. Um, but I can't. What is that based argue. on? <laughs> was that a Tie Fighter? Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh, the Star Wars. oh okay. <laughs> Uh, it's based on these. I couldn't tell if you were trolling me. I was like, all right. No, I really, it's about a martial artist. I was artist. thinking of a movie named Tie Fighter. Yeah, it's honestly, about a martial artist I from Thailand. It was a tie Fighter. Did you, I didn't think you meant the Star Wars. The yeah, like T I E. Right, right, right. T H A I. Someone of Thai descent. Thai boxing. Yeah, a human of Thai descent fights his way. Fights a spaceship in space. Um, uh, also, I also oh what eighties Eric Roberts movie did I not see about fighting? There was also yeah. a Mac PC Tie Fighter game that was pretty great that I forget the name of. I but think that's that's what I'm talking Tie Fighter. About. Tie Fighter. Yeah, that's funny because we just recorded Dead Space and you shit on the turret part. And what I was gonna bring up is that whole game is just the turret, the turret part, part of Dead yeah. Space, and I love that. It's game. really good. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Times change. Your standards raise because you've seen more shit. But uh, 
I also want to mention, just because you brought up Final Fantasy, it reminded me at the beginning, Greg mentioned, Adam, have you ever made a physical object for a game? Oh, yeah. Because the only one I ever made was for Final mm. Fantasy VII, because if you tape down the right buttons, you could leave and in a certain area, if you're powered up enough, you could just leave, leave the attack button pressed down and have your guy walk in a circle. And just defeat and everything? And you could come back the next day and he would have killed so many things that he's now level 99. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's crazy. No, I can't think of ever having done that. <laughs> That's the only time I built a, I made a little Wait, cardboard thing. how long thing. would you leave it on? Like overnight, like turn it on, oh, do that, oh my go to God. sleep. Yeah, I mean that's great though because you, you don't have to look do it up. that. It's work. a famous Final Fantasy yeah. VII exploit in like the Chocobo plane. That's so good. Yeah, because yeah. I hate doing that work in Final Fantasy. It sucks. Oh, I know the grindy shit. Yeah. yeah, no, I can't Never think of this is like gold farming. Is that what you're talking about? Kind of, like but yeah, that. but farming experience points to get to max level. I might have had that. some kind of. I might have added or changed the scope on the super. On the, the bazooka the thing for gun? SNES. Remember? Oh, the bazooka one. I had one of those, uh, which was fine. And I might have changed the site on it, because I remember mm-hmm. the site being crappy. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember ever making a thing to <laughs> hack a game. I can't remember that. Uh, I love that you did that. I think that's amazing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So we've already mentioned that none of us think that it's necessarily <coughs> crucial that it takes place within the world of James Bond. It's not crucial in terms of why we bought the game. Exactly. Yeah. So what I'm setting up is the question, what the fuck happened with Perfect Dark then? Because it has all the same elements implemented the same. It's, and I will, The only difference is it's not in the James Bond universe. I will answer that question yeah. with this. What the fuck is Perfect Dark? Exactly. And that highlights my point is this game was like the Star Wars or Jaws of that year. The next year, Rare, the same company, the same developers, developed another game with better graphics, all the same mechanics. It just wasn't James Bond. It was called Perfect Dark. And they're like, it didn't matter that it was James Bond. This is the sequel to Goldeneye. It's just a girl spy that we made up doing her spy shit. And it's just as smooth and good and well-designed. No one gave a shit. No one I know talks about it still or has heard of it. Never heard any of it. theories, yeah. Adam. Well, I know I mean, you've heard of it, but like, what well, the fuck was, happened? It was with marketed it? to everyone as the sequel to Goldeneye, and then was everyone sequel. was yes. like, "We don't care." And I don't. Yes, I don't want to know why that. Happened. My theory. <laughs> I mean, maybe I just have a darker view of human nature than you do. My theory is that it because it got uh, it got a little more sci-fi, that it felt more distant from an action movie, like a legit like killing people action movie and i think people like that i really do and i think i don't think like because of the bloodiness but like super mario world belies that you know what i'm you know what i'm getting but not at. but again this is a first person shooter so like we've but set up we've set up in people like a certain expectation and perfect dark is a little more abstract from that but you're still shooting tons of human totally people at but it not with guns that you could see in real life Okay. Not, yeah, that's true. Not with it things. takes place like forty years in the future. It has yeah, sci-fi elements. and not with and therefore not with people really. So like what these year is this? But I would, but like there's so many FPS maybe that are my favorite. More. But then only a year later was like Halo, wasn't it? Well, yeah, that's Halo what I'm saying. Is maybe it's people saw the opportunity and just rushed in and filled the space because also Call of Duty came in between. Oh, did oh, it? That might be why too. Thunder. Uh, yeah. And also, you can't have a Goldeneye experience twice. It's like the third. It's like the third man, right? You you watch that movie once, and then you now you've seen it. Oh my you god! Know, like total different topic for a different day. But I saw it once and was like, eh. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah. I, I love. But I love did you say man. that Perfect Dark? You you played as a woman. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so the easiest wait, thing would wait, be like, is it because of, have a real hot no, 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 no. I'm saying the easiest. I mean, there's thing, your problem, dude. The easiest <laughs> criticism I could give is that like, was it because it was a woman? 
Uh, I'm sure that somebody cared about that. But Metroid, you play as a woman. And you don't Metroid's know that. Really, yeah, you do. In the a first lot of, game. A lot of people, no, but a lot of people I play with didn't know that. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't. And you didn't think, know until the end of the first game. I don't right. think that's why. I really think it's that it was, that when you make something science fiction, or at least back in the day, when uh-huh. you made something science fiction, it... It whittled down the amount of people that are interested in it. But that's what you I'm know, saying like, is, you know, nowadays... Now it wouldn't matter. I do think things mm-hmm. evolve, right. like I said, because nowadays some of the, Ooh, some this, of the best-selling first-person shooters, you're shooting crazy aliens and monsters that yeah. look nothing. Or like in Destiny, you shoot giant orbs or like a floating maw in space yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. yeah, Not to hang too long on the sexist aspect of mm-hmm. it, though. But, but to, let's to talk about track that. Back, <laughs> yeah. no, to track back to Goldeneye, when you would say no odd job, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the girl that you could play as, I forget her name. Was, was it, it the love interest? Or something? Natalia? No, 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 no. You could play as... Uh, well, you weren't playing as Natalia. You were playing as like a scientist or something. There okay. was a girl option could in the multiplayer. Could you play as Xenia on a No, I don't no. think you could. You yeah. could play as a, a... I forget what her... I forget what the woman's thing was, mm-hmm. what her name was. But she was barely taller than Oddjob. Mm-hmm. But no one ever said, don't play as her. Because it was like assumed you weren't going to play as a girl. You know what That's I mean? That's interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because you would say no Oddjob, but like she was almost the same exact cheat was playing with her. I would pick randomly every time. I don't... Oh, here, I, but that I, stuff didn't. I always played as Alec Trevelyan or James Bond because they were slightly faster. Oh, actually, isn't Baron Smetty playable? I always slightly figured faster. that it was true with Bond. I think I it is with Bond. I, 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 I just remember feeling true. like they were slightly faster. It right. might be placebo. But again, in right, all yeah. these yeah. cases, you none of us were choosing that person because we're like, I just love Trevelyan. I just want to imagine <laughs> that I'm being him. <laughs> Like I still don't think uh-huh. the world of Goldeneye is what sold it. Yeah, for England, James. Uh, I mean, uh, we didn't talk about the last level for Goldeneye. That fucking last level where he's yeah, like really sprinting tough. around. Yeah, but also oh, like just so the, hard. I actually no, just, like, the, I got pissed the, off at it. The, yeah. the 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 build up of it, like mm-hmm. the music mm-hmm. aspect of it, mm-hmm. was fucking incredible. Yeah, and I never felt anything like that before the game. <laughs> Was there anything else like like the the music fucking like went yes. nuts when you had to like sprint around and chase Actually, after him? A huge part is they got access to the score of from the James Bond and franchise. It had great music. Yeah. I'll ha- a really hot take of mine. I love to say is, I actually think without the James Bond theme, the franchise would not nearly have been propelled as long as I it totally has. agree with that. Sure. The James Bond theme is up there with the Super Mario theme as like. Man, that score deserves so much credit for how successful the thing is. Yeah. The James Bond theme fucking rules. Yeah, it rules. Yeah. But also, really I good. mean, the other sound, the other sound, the other part of the soundtrack in that game is really good too. Yeah. Like the whole soundtrack is really good. Yeah. That could be a thing. I mean, Perfect Dark does not feel that way. It's a no. generic, like carpeted, like techno futurescape sound. It's, you know, it's weird that they shit. that they abandoned everything about James Bond for a sequel but and they, assumed it wouldn't matter. They didn't. Oh, you don't mean in, gameplay wise? I was like, you, I, you no, still they shoot people. They in the abandoned leg the James Bondness of right, the game, right, right. and like at that time, James Bond was still cool. They might not. now. It's I not, wonder if you know, they like, couldn't get the deal, the second deal, must or be whatever. Part of maybe, or maybe Tomorrow Never Dies doesn't port as well to a video game, or whatever. You know, like that was. Or the they sequel. just took a grand gamble on the no, idea there was, that there was a sequel. There was a wasn't there Tomorrow Never Dies or something? Yeah. I, don't, I never they played it, but there was. I thought there was. You mean a game? They made another James Bond game. They made another James Bond game. They made another James Bond game. I think it was Tomorrow Never Dies. I never played it, but I think it was. But like, do you want to kill a newspaper man? Is that what you're saying? Is that what that? I don't remember what the plot was. That is that is unusual. Newspaper man. Yeah, yeah. He runs the tomorrow. It is unusual in the history of gaming that. A game is that that important 
and doesn't also have three to seven yes. sequels that are equally important or sold equally well. Right, it's weird. Yeah. yeah, what didn't they recapture with right. each game? And it might have been, I think a part of it might have been, because Nintendo, we have discovered, likes to carve out their own niche and like own it. They want to own the character and the property. So maybe Perfect Dark was their attempt to be like, can we extract everything we did out of James Bond so that it'll be something Nintendo owns and can push forward? You know? uh, right, yeah. Uh, I forget the plot, but it was pretty, yeah, like Adam said, just straightforward sci-fi bullshit. I mean, also just remember, like, right around this, like, right after this, we have a bunch of different entries into all the things that GoldenEye does well that are all better in some aspect or the other. Like, for instance, there's, um, what's the name of that series? Splinter Cell. You've probably never heard of Splinter Cell, but Splinter Cell is basically a game series where you play a spy and it's just the stealth stuff. Okay. And it's awesome. Which yeah. GoldenEye had almost no elements of. It had a little I bit mean, of silence, like a little bit of sneaking around. Yes, but it functionally, uh, Sam Fisher is a, is a like, stealth you spy. You press a button to hide in shadow. You press a button to get up on the ceiling. Right. Whereas James Bond, yeah, you could hide by moving behind a thing. But this game is like, all the buttons do stealth things. Uh, GoldenEye, that's that's, oh, we forgot to say this. GoldenEye, I think, was the first first-person shooter that had stealth at all. That's cool. It might be the f- like. Oh really? I think so. Oh, right. Wow. I think it might be the first one that ever had that it. even had enemies who could be unaware and yeah. then become aware. Right. If you right. Like yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, like uh, yeah. So before Metal Gear Solid, it's got to yes. be graphic wise. Yeah, yes. it is. It is because that was PS One. Correct. Uh, PS One was before. I don't know. It's around that. PS One was ninety five though, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I think I think Metal Gear Solid. I can't believe you know that. Uh, Metal Gear Solid was ninety five based on a film by <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Oh, I wish I would have done that to that. Uh, but no, I mean, like, I had PS1. Uh, oh, also, your point about the controller, I think... Oh, boy. The N64 controller was uniquely unsuited to have first-person shooter controls, like, placed upon it. And it's, it did, they did pretty well considering. But, like, every notable N64 first-person shooter, like Turok or what have you, you're always like... This controller is not really conducive to an FPS experience. The I, don't PS even know, I don't even know what that means. You know the the three prong controller. You played them. I'm saying, but like, like, uh, isn't conducive to an FPS experience because when I think of an FPS experience, it is Goldeneye. Because that's right. That's, that's the all one you play. If, if I if but somebody like, had yeah, unplugged that Nintendo 64 controller and plugged in a better one, like that a Dual was Shock like, PS4, and, and you played the same game and. You would be like, "Oh, this is way better." His skill. I've tried to play stuff double. since. Yeah. There's too many buttons when I've tried to play stuff since. Unlike the newer consoles, I'm yeah. lost. I'm totally you lost. Know, we should get together and play Perfect Dark, though. I would like that to. Would be you should play through Perfect Dark and comment. Uh, incidentally, it looks like Rare turned down the ability to make a sequel. I felt Nintendo. like they were high off their own success, and they want. They were like, "Now let's." Get our own thing going that we made. You they know? didn't want to make another James Bond game. Yeah. Even so, though, yeah. Poor creative decision. <laughs> um, well, I think it was a purely creative decision. It certainly wasn't a commercial one. Right. Exactly. You know, like, I think they were just like, no, we did a Bond movie and that's it. You know, it's interesting it. that Rare is, in my mind, Rare is best known for James Bond, Goldeneye, and the Donkey Kong series. What a weird combo of I, things they did. Didn't they also do uh, Banjo-Kazooie? Yes. So... Some yeah. other stuff, yeah. But have you played the latest Banjo Kazooie oh, no. that got like crowdfunded? No. It's like an insult. Yeah, yeah it's it's horrible. Yeah. Um You'd like this. 
You'd like banjo. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you might like the it's original banjo kazooie. My favorite. <laughs> my favorite thing is that I, we know you don't know, but you still bother to look like you're confused. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> to be honest, you don't have to do. I'm trying to figure out what the hell you guys are talking about. You don't have to telegraph your confusion. We'll assume you don't know what the fuck's <laughs> going on. <laughs> our benefit it's really a like, courtesy to us i think yeah. yeah well he knows acting is reacting he's trying to give us that confused energy he's very always We're been a very this, generous right? actor this isn't a new episode of escrow no Mission? don't say that people really want us to start filming these and i can't be bothered so don't say that it costs <laughs> too oh much God. money well we have the webcams already for me it's too much effort mm. to edit i see oh. it is a lot of work to edit those yeah yeah uh we're over time there was a final thought that occurred to me that I know I'm just, I think I'm, oh, I just want to bring up time splitters to Adam to see yeah. the look of sheer confusion. <laughs> I don't Rick's know what that is either. No, I think it's a perfect example of what you're saying is shortly after that, other people just like <laughs> got, got into on the board hard and, yeah. and made it, made minor improvements. Like I would consider time splitters too, better than GoldenEye. But it's just taking everything GoldenEye did and right. using the improved technology to make it a little sharper. There were, I mean, again, Halo was the big leap forward. I would like the, the new entry that changed this. I mean, I, maybe I Call would argue of Duty. it created a different subgenre because FPS that's also combined with massive areas that include vehicle travel and mm-hmm. shit, that's uniquely Halo. That's and, true. And that, that created things like Battlefield. And, it did. Yeah. What, it, what carried on what GoldenEye is? Man, yeah, I don't Nothing. know. Basic, like, what's a basic first-person shooter where you shoot humans? Call of Duty. Yeah, but it's historical. See, I think this is actually, like, an interesting part because I, I went to a bachelor party weekend, like, geez, seven or eight years ago where we were at a cabin in upstate New York and there was an N64 there. Yeah. And there were a ton of guys who who were not gamers who, like me, hadn't played first-person shooters since the 90s and we fucking played GoldenEye. Yeah, I had a great time for hours. Yeah, and they they don't they don't play Halo. They don't play anything like that. They, it, yeah. uh, like what is there any other kind of game like that where you could fucking pick it up and just play? It was so easy to just fucking play. There's an indie game I forget the name of that is that. Like it's literally exaggerated. All the characters are like ragdolls. So like you shoot him in the arm and his arm like flops. Like, and it's multiplayer, basically GoldenEye. But I think Adam's right that in AAA gaming, there's no true successor because. We're used to so much more now. There's an evolution, yeah. Okay, so like, you know how, uh, I think this is one of the most insightful things Jack O'Brien ever made me aware of is film lexicon has actually evolved in density and complexity in a way that's very interesting to track and almost makes you like ponder how the fucking human brain works because the trailer for Die Hard 1 is like a guy going, John McClane is just a regular cop. I'm going to pitch you the plot of Die Hard and hold your hand through this trailer. Uh-huh. Then they, you go to like, what's the trailer for Die Hard 4? It was just like a single shot of a door with like a shadow of feet walking by with Christmas music playing. And it said coming soon in the Die Hard font. That relies on you, the audience, knowing the Die Hard font, knowing the it's score, Christmas. knowing that. Yeah. yeah. So we rely on like viewers are more sophisticated now. And here's my point. Now, when I play a first-person shooter, because I've been playing video games continuously and they have gotten more and more complex, if a new game was as simple as GoldenEye, I'd be like, there's no cover-based component. There's no crafting right. or upgrading. It's so simple. Every, right. yeah. Every <laughs> first-person shooter after this assumed as. that you already know GoldenEye. 
And you want you already a, a play twist Golden on it. Yeah. Now you want another thing because you want something more. Yeah, right. and they give you something more. Halo right. is Halo is more than Goldeneye. I don't think oh, that makes yeah. it better, but it's more. Definitely is. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, and every notable FPS that's splintered off from Goldeneye basically was Goldeneye plus. But we added this, which is our signature thing in our franchise. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I wish I wish I could play Halo the way you play Goldeneye, but it just it's it, whatever my brain is, it's just not there for yeah. me to follow through on it mm-hmm. for me to pick it up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Halo 2's I found very simple. Like we land partied the shit out of Halo Two, and it it still felt pretty much like Goldeneye. Well, Halo is also a transitional form of sorts because Halo's the last big multiplayer game that didn't have an online component. See, oh, the thing, really? Yeah, oh. like so. Halo Two, you was the first online game, meaning like first online multiplayer game. Meaning but Halo that, One wasn't. No, so you oh. had to bring an Xbox and a couple other TVs and like link and them all together. And that's shit. it. And I like, only know it as an online thing. Yeah, it, huh. well, and that didn't start till Halo Two. So Goldeneye is this unique artifact where it sort of launched an industry that left it behind very quickly. Sure. Yeah. Where like you had to have your friends in the room together. That's part of what makes it fun. Yeah. And you couldn't do it online, right? Wouldn't you rather have that now, though? I would. With these yes. games that I, you have now that yes. have the advanced graphics and oh, the advanced dude. mechanics. That's, I mean, I shit on Call of Duty on this show all the time, which is the best-selling, like, But if you could do that in a room franchise, with everyone. That's, no, but I'm saying I would rather have X number of new Golden Eyes than however many Call of Duties there have been, personally. But I just mean, even with these new games that you love that you play online, oh, if you could just co-op? play them with fucking 20 people well, in a room... Except split screen. I think the reason people online like multiplayer screen, became right? so popular is people got sick of split screen and now they can't go back. They're too spoiled. Like if I could get five people in a room with me with different televisions and we could all do a raid and destiny together, that would be and not have to use headsets and stuff and like just play the game. Yeah. That would be super duper fun. I know you don't know what it is. It's okay. Like if there's screens like, all around the room, it's and like you a, each it's like a it first person way. shooter like Halo, but you all cooperate to achieve kill an one objective. giant monster. Okay, yeah. and it's fun. It's really fun. And it takes like six hours it's to a, kill the monster. Yeah, there's like a lot of puzzles commitment. and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but that see that would be more fun in person. But again, I think the video game industry assumes you want to have your big TV. Right. You want to yeah. you want to have your own private sort of you know surround experience. sound experience yeah, and guess. if you want that in-person feel get yeah. on the chat and also and our gamers are getting older and we want to sell to older gamers too who no, don't no, want to I mean, hang out with their friends like that i get that know? but i look at my nephews now that are growing up with the whole you know uh land parties that's what they're called yeah, right? yeah. i'm yeah. sorry i look so no, you're look right. like a babe in the woods that <laughs> land parties at the right thing they, they teach call me they call teach it me. <laughs> yeah what do i do <laughs> They so, call it rolling. It's, <laughs> I think it's something with a drugs. <laughs> but I look at my, my with a drugs. I look at my nephews now, and they're playing that stuff where it's just you're not connected with anything. You don't even, maybe you don't even know the fucking people, but you don't even know the people. But like, they don't have that ability to just fuck around with a bunch of friends in the same room, right. playing those same types of games, but you're experiencing it together in the same room. It's like a fucking arcade. I think that's one of the reasons. Uh, Rock band became this weird, freaky anomaly. Oh, that's the most point. important yeah. thing in everyone's life for right. two years. Then everyone completely forgot about it. Is because it, it brought back the feeling of being in an arcade with your friends at your home, and it wasn't split. It screen. wasn't split. It screen. somehow oh, avoided okay. doing that's that. The yeah. Smart thing right. about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. That's that's for real smart. I I mean, again, I'm just going to be an old person postulating about why what it's like for kids now. But like, I don't think they feel or know the difference between like. Uh, sharing something via a screen, 
like having a computer well, interaction. They don't, know. they don't know. And and maybe because they didn't grow up with it, they wouldn't care the same amount. You know, like it's hard for me well, to I guess know. That's, then you have to just consider like what is human interaction in general and how important right. is that? Because that's right. really what it is. Well, yeah, there it's are, you experiencing something with someone else physically. There are a bunch of statistical studies saying like when they ask people what their main issues are that uh, are negative in their life. This is a study they've done over and over. For the first time, the most common number one answer these days is loneliness. So, like, loneliness is on the rise. Everyone talks about this. It's obvious why. Right. Internet and phone and shit, and everyone's busy and whatever. But that's a real thing. Like, loneliness sure. is... I think kids today are more used to loneliness. Like, every day after school, if I didn't see one of my friends, it was weird. Kids today are like... I'll talk to them on chat. I don't need to see them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll do a Google hangout with them or whatever. Right. <laughs> but yeah. to us older people, right. it does feel like you lost something. Cause yeah, it was fun to be together. I, I can tell you that like I spend a fair amount of my free time, which is, you know, less and less these days, but like a, a fair amount of my free time playing games alone. And I do have afternoons and evenings where I'm like, man, I wish I could, I wish there was some social version of this. And like we we played Smash Brothers together at your place with a bunch mm-hmm. of friends who we invited over impromptu, and it was one of the most fun video game experiences I've had in a long time. And I don't care that much about Smash Brothers, you know. Like, uh, mm-hmm. so there are things that are designed for that. Like Smash Brothers. Have you played Smash Brothers? Do you know what it is? Yeah, we did an episode of Escobar. Yeah, yeah. No, we might Do you not remember have. Uh, Evolved? Is that the name of that one? Oh, my God. Because talking about... a seizure? Yeah, you were yeah, talking yeah. about... <laughs> right? I, I love just that ending, man. You yeah, were yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about 80, yeah. 80 things at once. Uh, that's the first game I ever played where I, as a lifelong veteran gamer who's arguably like, like plays them too much, might be addicted to them, I was like... We've added too many things. The screen is just a flashing. <laughs> it's a I, mess. I don't know yeah. what's going on. Total mess. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Mess. Monster Hunter World was also kind of like that. Too much. People have been asking us to cover it, and I got to say, I'm not going to because I'm not willing to finish it because you're playing it, and there's like just too much things going on. I'm just, I'm not going to deal with it. I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we have to play games we like, uh, yeah, or at least are interested in. I, I think you're right. I just don't know. I don't know what drives people not to make social in-person games other than people don't buy as many copies. So there's probably that. I mean, I think that's the, definitely the number you one know. thing. Like, yeah, why would they? There's no monetary <laughs> reason to do so. But I just mean, uh, I just like what I'm trying to get out of my nephews is that like they don't, they don't know. And they also they don't care, like you said, because that's all they know is not having a connection while they're playing video games. But I feel like that's a huge fucking part of. Well, that's what the whole history of the actual physical arcade was. Yeah, yeah. Of, of like that whole aspect. And Nintendo continues to try to make reasons to they do it. They try harder than any other company. The Wii, you yeah. know, was like the the Wii was like a a system <laughs> that was based around having a remote. This sounds silly, but actually, like wand. Wii bowling was a phenomenon for a yeah. little minute. Yeah, yeah. Was it? everyone was Wii bowling together and having Wii bowling parties. Like people would come over and they would use this motion control thing to do these video games. And it games did feel like, like kids oh, doing we get it? to go yeah. to a bowling like yeah. alley. No, we everybody. get to go to a bowling alley yeah. for free. This is fun. It feels like I'm at the bowling yeah. alley. Yeah. And like they they just came out with a thing called Labo. That did you guys end up doing Labo? That Labo. I mean, we it, that's the cardboard construction kit that I asked you to cover and you said yes and I flaked. Oh, I am. And then that. so much time passed that I looked into it and it's like, no one fucking cares. No one's talking about <laughs> yeah, Labo. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be huge and we'd have to cover it, right. but no one gives a shit. For the record, listeners, if you really care, mention it because I have every Labo kit that's available. <laughs> I purchased them all in preparation for covering Labo. Yeah. And it was like 250 bucks worth of stuff and they're just sitting in a closet. 
of this Nintendo cardboard game. It's so, so sad. <laughs> it is yeah. sad. So sad. I mean, it came out of our business the budget. Tr- the but. truth <laughs> is that neither you nor I were like excited to do it. And when I found out it's not a huge hit, it was, I was like, like, well, we're then fuck the this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but sure, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. It was going to be me, you, and Dana Vincent Gord, which would have been a fun group. Oh, and my mom, which I thought that would have been a good... Oh, really? Yeah. Well, because Nintendo's whole point, and Labo puts this forward too, is, like Adam said, some games are for fans, like Zelda games are for fans and people who know gaming, but a lot of their games are open to like, like they were really proud of old people at retirement homes play Wii Bowling. Like it got them up off there and it increased their heart health and shit. They would have that in their promos and shit. So like... I forget where I'm going with this, but <laughs> they're they're providing the communal in-person experience that you wish was more present in video games yes. or trying to. Well, they're selling themselves on the idea that they do that better than any other current game company, and I think they definitely put more effort in than any other game company. Yeah. All right, let's pass our final checkpoint. I definitely wanted to let Goldeneye be long, so I let it be long. And we but... did it. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's Dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women, like, especially when it comes to black women the way we lean on our mothers our grandmothers our sisters our friends we're just each other's pulse i mean it's molecular you know 
Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now we are to our final portion, Keep or Delete, where we basically just say if you have any final thoughts and whether you think this game would basically should get locked in a time capsule or go in a... Ooh, I know, I know a metaphor Greg will roll with. Like, should this go in the Baseball Hall of Fame yes. of video yes. games? That's a good metaphor. You know what? <laughs> this is a first ballot induction into the Baseball Hall of Fame, okay? It reaches the 75% minimum you Dang. need of Dang. votes, and it's in there. I mean, that's there's not that many things that get in first round of the Baseball Hall no. of Fame. Mariano Rivera just did yeah. it, and he was the first one in a while. Ugh. He was actually the first. Uh, I know he deserves it. I just, I just don't care about him. Either. Greg just passed Anonymous. the confusion ball and hard. Now I'm the Greg. Michael. Who's Mario Rivera? Do you know? <laughs> I mean, the audience uh, should know. Wasn't Didn't... that the sequel to Mario where he can pull the turnips out? Yes, and... exactly. Okay, good, it's good. A me, Mario Rivera. <laughs> I'm gonna close this game for you. <laughs> I want to throw one a pitch. Yeah, three strikes, one a pitch, <laughs> one a pitch. Okay, so uh, yeah, keep it. A, a keep. Yeah, I would like I th- what what. We've had, this is not a controversial episode. There are oh. episodes where there's a question. We're all going to keep that. Like, I'm going to keep this. I for feel sure. like our show would get canceled somehow if we didn't all keep this. James Bond would break in. Goldeneye, yes, yeah. keep, obviously. Yeah. You Sometimes it's harder to decide. But I'm just yeah, trying to remember if there's anything an I haven't like, uh, that I want to say about the game that I haven't. I mean, Secretly, this is just our letting the guests know we're wrapping up. Do you have a final joke or thought? You know what I mean? Oh, fuck. Uh, the Clob is a terrible weapon. You guys remember oh, the clock? Yeah. Uh, also, the Moonraker. It was so the laser's less good. The than concept you want. of oh, I got a laser is so exciting, and then when you start using it, oh, you're yeah, like, yeah. I'm not going to use this. But you were <laughs> you were better off throwing bullets at someone than trying to shoot them with the club. It was real bad. That was a fucking terrible weapon. I remember hey, that. Gun experts out there in La La Listener Land, <laughs> is that true of the club? I wonder if the because that's a real Can we gun. Hear from you, please. <laughs> no, no, is the there's, oh, dude. Can you try and shoot us? There's someone who knows. Was the club a notoriously like not accurate weapon in real life? I no, wonder. wait. Is it a real weapon? The club is a real weapon, or it's based on a real weapon. Don't know. It's probably based on a real weapon. But I feel like the club isn't a real name Go for fuck a weapon. Yourself. Okay, so Klob Greg can't be a real name. <laughs> so Greg and I. Uh, <laughs> To cater to the innate desire every human has, Greg and I are going to co-host a podcast where we just describe what we think it would feel like <laughs> to kill someone. And you, Using you, a club. You yeah. experience that by listening to the show. Uh, Till next time. Adios. Oh, is that it? Work complete. Hey, fam. I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. 
Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.